Yeah, as you mentioned, I definitely think that uh, defense is the biggest weakness. Uh, yeah. It's been, I think, what, three years since Vittorio de Gimaraes sold Edmund Tapsola to Bayer Leverkusen. And looking at their options in central defense, Abdul Mumin, George Fernandes, uh, and, um, and Tony Borekovic, I just don't see any quality there whatsoever. We'll see what happens with regards to the fullback positions as well. Uh, I, I definitely think that Miguel Maga, he, he did fairly well um, against, against Kamalikao yesterday in a starting spot. And uh, looking at that, that position at right back, you know, of course, Falai Sako leaving uh, in the January window to Sanatian and looking at their options now, we've got another, another veteran, another former Portugal player, uh, Silvio. We've okay. got uh, Joao Ferreira currently on loan from Benfica. Miguel Maga as well. Still, you know, fairly early to say, but uh, I would not be surprised if Peppa continues with Maga in the starting lineup. Um, obviously, he is owned by them. He has he's fairly young. I think what nineteen years of old, nineteen years old, and uh, yeah, well, hopefully he can be the answer. Of course, Bruno Gaspar as well, uh, returning to Vitoria de Guimarães. We'll see what happens in that right back position. Um, any any thoughts on the, your your defensive options, Vasco? Well, um, as I said before, in terms of fullbacks, I think um, the left backs we have got Rafa Suarez. Uh, I think he's not a, a good a good left back because he is very limited. He just I think. Um, He's not really that fast, and I think the only good thing that he does is in terms of crossing the walls and passing the walls. But uh, the rest, like defending, I don't think is that good. Uh, we have on the bench Aldersa, another 19-year-old um, left back. Uh, of course, he's not uh, he's not brilliant because he doesn't play every single game, so it's really hard to make an opinion about him. But uh, we we can see we can say that. Um, Eldersa uh, has the potential to become uh, to, to become the left back of the club if Rafa Suarez leave, leaves. Uh, then we have the right backs. Uh, the right backs. Uh, we I I don't know why we we loaned Saku because of course the player would want him to, would want to leave because um, Saint Etienne French league I think is a is a good league to go to. And um, he's from Mali, so I think uh, the native language uh, also matters. And I think uh, he has a desire to live, so we can't do anything about it. Uh, Jean Freira. I don't know what people saw in Jean Freira because he's absolutely uh, terrible. He, he can't do anything. Jean Freira is probably one of the worst players that I've seen playing for my football club. He's really, really bad. And then we have Maga. Maga... Um, uh, uh, we have Bruno Gaspar, but Bruno Gaspar is obviously not fit. He played that Vitória in the, um, in the uh, since 2015 to 2017, I think. Um, he was one of the, um, the best players that we had in that time. Uh, he loved the club, I think he still does. Um, and I think when fit, if he is fit, I think he can be a good option. I don't know if he's playing 
right now like he played in 2016? I, I, I'm sure not because it's really hard when you are, uh, when you get older and older. I don't think uh, you you start to lose some of your qualities. Um, but I think he is a good option still. He is better than João Ferreira. I'm absolutely sure. Um, and then we have Miguel Maga. Miguel Maga is obviously an academy player. Um, we have two Miguel Magas actually at the right back position. Uh, I don't know if you if you know it, but we have two Miguel Magas, and uh, we have one Miguel Maga, the other Miguel Maga that played uh, that didn't play against Braga. Other um, played in the starting of uh, in the start of the season against Leeds Twins in the Taça da Liga. He even scored a goal, but then I think he was. Um, uh, in the in the academic team in the Vitoria Sicavia, I think he he was needed at the team and he started to play more often on the um, on the academy team. Then we had Miguel Maga, uh, Miguel Maga that started playing. I think the first game that he he played was against Braga and he did play a really brilliant game. Um, and I think he will be the the right back until the end of the season. I don't I don't think that Bruno Gaspar will be fit. Um, until the end of the season, but if he if he's not, I think Miguel Maga will be the right back until the end of the season. If Bruno Gaspar is fit until the end of the season, I think he will play one or two games. But yeah, I think um, in terms of right backs, uh, right now uh, we are not uh, in a good level, but we are not in a bad level. But in terms of centre backs, you know. I think we need to invest. I think we really need to invest. We have, we have Tony Borevkovic. We bought him for 1.2 million. Another really, really good, uh, really good investment. No, but a really expensive uh, investment. Um, Abdul Mumin uh, too, but he came from the from last season. Uh, he has the potential, Abdul Mumin, as I said before. But sometimes he make like uh, stupid mistakes, mistakes that I don't think a five-year-old would commit. Um, against Porto, he gets many stupid red cards. Last season, he got, I think, two and stupid red cards. This season, he got against Porto uh, at Stadio do Regão uh, a stupid red card. I think uh, he was sent off. He, he could have been sent off earlier with a stupid foul, but I think in a good way, Abdul Mumin is a, a strong centre back. Jorge Fernandes um, last season was absolutely uh, awful. I, st I, I still think he is not a good player, but because of the desire that he has, uh, and um, I, I think he can play some games, but he's not a centre back to start every single game for a club like Vitoria. I think he doesn't have the quality. We have Andrea Martu. Uh, I forgot about him, uh, honestly. Uh, last season he played more often. Um, He's a good centre-back. He plays, I think, uh, he's a decent centre-back. Not a good centre-back, but a decent centre-back. He's young. He can develop. Uh, last year, uh, he played more often because of the injuries that we had. Um, he plays, I think, for the under-20s of Portugal team, like Elder Sadas and uh, he from the midfield. And I think he, if he gets a loan, if he gets a loan to a Primeira Liga team like uh, Tondela or something, or that teams from the Portuguese league, I think it would be really good for him to to develop himself, to to mature himself. And I think he he can become one of the main centre backs at our club. But yeah, he needs to play. He needs to get game time uh, to to play at our club. As I said, I think in terms of defensive. Um, uh, in the, the defensive sector, we are really poor. 
we are really poor. We don't have that many options. In terms of midfield, I haven't seen a, a good midfield in my club for the last like three or four years. We have a really brilliant, uh, brilliant options in in midfield and young options as well. And in terms of the attack, um, in terms of the striker in, of the striker position, Vitoria had always the same problem. I think the only striker, the last striker that we had that was really good was Tiking Schwartz that went from uh, that went for Porto. Uh, in that season, he was the the best striker that I've seen um, in the last like seven years at my club. So, so yeah, we ha we have like the same problem with the strikers that miss big chances. Last last year was uh, Bruno Duarte that was missing really really bad chances, and as well this year, I don't think Bruno Duarte is a really good option. But yeah, in terms of defense, uh, defensive problem, defensive problems, we have a lot. We have a lot. Attacking problems, we we. I think we can improve, but I think it's not uh, it's not to worry about in terms of midfield. I think we are really good uh, goalkeepers as well. I think we really need to invest on the defense because the investments that we did on the defense, I think it wasn't the best, and I think we really need to improve on that. Last season, uh, I would say that the biggest, shall we say, the breakthrough star amongst managers, I would probably say was Pepe. Pepe leading Passos de Pereira to a fifth-place finish uh, and, of course, booking their ticket to European qualification where they would eventually be eliminated by Tottenham Hotspur. Um, and Passos currently 11th in the league under Cesar Peixoto. So they've, they've definitely regressed following the departure of Pepe. But you also can't say that Vitoria have necessarily improved that much under Pepe. Um, I, I do hope that he gets another th another season, though, at, at, at Vitoria de Guimarães because we've, we've seen this before with a lot of Portuguese teams uh, throwing in the towel on their managers and, you know, replacing it. I, I think that that short-termism, that kind of short-term attitude has negatively affected the league, in my opinion. Um, so despite the fact that I would say this season has been a disappointment for Vitoria, I do hope that he gets a second season. Um, he will, yeah. I'm curious, what have been what have been your thoughts on Pepe so far? Uh, let me say that it's really different uh, to manage Past Freda and Vitor. Um, these these small teams like Past Freda, Gil Vicente, um, even Famalicão, but Famalicão, I can't say them too much. Um, Rio Ave in the 1920 season, I don't know if you remember the Carlos Carvalhal uh, 1920 season with Meditaremi, Nuno Santos, and so on. It's really different when you manage uh, a past Freira and a Vitoria because the type of the, the pressure that the managers and the players have are really, really different. Um, I'm not taking any credit uh, in that teams because Carlos Carvalhal made a brilliant job with uh, with Rio Ave. Uh, João, uh, João Pedro Souza with Famalicão in the 1920 season, he had a brilliant team too. Uh, Pepe with Past Freira made a brilliant made a brilliant team and made a brilliant season um and this season Gil Vicente is the same thing Ricardo Soares a brilliant manager with a good team but 
when you manage uh, a club like Passo Ferreira, is is really different than managing a club like Vitória, because Passo Ferreira is historically they 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 fight for the the um, not not to get the relegation. You know, they get like 14th or 15th or 13th, and it's really different when you manage Vitória because when you are a Vitória player or a Vitória manager. You you have big aspirations. You want to get the European spot. You want to get the fifth, or even if 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 it's possible, the fourth place, the European, the Europa League spots. And I'm not taking, as I said before, I'm not taking any credit because Pepe made a brilliant job at Past Freira, but it's really different. There are there is absolutely no pressure when you are managing a Past Freira, but when you may make that jump from Past Freira to Vitoria, it's really different. The farms are different. The city is different. The type of pressure is is absurd. Um, Luis Castro, I don't know if you remember, 1819 in the 1819 season, he finished fifth, and many Vitoria fans weren't happy. Imagine, because uh, we played an attractive football. Of course, we could have won more games, but um, Luis Castro said a thing that I absolutely agree, that Vitoria fans think that we are a club like the, the, the three big clubs, that we need to win every single game and, and so on. But Vitoria's aspirations is like the fourth or fifth place. And the team that we had before, we couldn't get a, a fourth place because we hadn't uh, we 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 had a team we had a good team, but I think we had uh, not a good team to to make the fourth place this year as well. I think the type of pressure is different. We have a good team, but not a team to make the fourth place. And as I said before, Pepe is a brilliant manager. Of course, there are things that I don't agree um, during the game, like the substitutions that he makes, the starting lineups. There are sometimes things that I can't understand, uh, like insisting on bringing on Ricardo Quaresma to a game. Uh, it's a thing that I can't understand, but yeah. I think for the experience, but it's the only thing. But um, the type of pressure is absolutely different. Pepe is a brilliant manager, but I think he knows that managing Past Freira is really different than managing Vitória. Because when you are in a Past Freira, um, you predict to not uh, to fight for the uh, the, the relegation to the, to survive and. When you are managing Vitoria, you will always fight for the European spots. And uh, when you have a team like Vitoria and the fans like Vitoria, to uh, because they insist that they 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 need to finish fourth, they need to finish fifth. But we are not in the times that we we had like the 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 big players, the big teams that finished fourth or even third, and. Yeah, there are many people that many people that are stuck in the past. But uh, yeah, I think Pepe will get another year, as you said, because he has a contract until uh, 2024. I think he's a long project. I think he can make still good things. I think he's a brilliant manager. But um, but our team is not brilliant as uh, Braga as uh, probably the worst team in the last three or four years. But uh, Vitoria as well, I think, don't have a good team. Vitoria has a good team, but I don't think Vitoria has a team to finish fourth place. And I think Pepe knows that because if you if you look at our defense, I think uh, you know the problems. I don't know if you know it, but Vitoria conceded 20 straight goals 
20 straight goals uh, in a single season campaign. I think family count, yeah, family count yesterday was the 20 was the 20th game that we considered a goal. So you can say that there are many problems in our defense. Uh, I don't think it's the manager's fault. Uh, there are some decisions, of course, that I don't agree with. But as I said before, it's a different thing than you are managing past Freira and when you manage Vitoria. Uh, Gil Vicente is the same thing. I'm not taking any credit about um, Ricardo Suarez because he's a good manager, he's a brilliant manager and he has a good team. But I think that if the players wore a Vitoria shirt, I don't think that game in Dragon that they made, I don't think they would have won. They would have uh, drew, drew it. Um, many games I think they would they would lose because it's a different kind of pressure when you are playing for Gil Vicente and for Vitoria. How how do you compare Peppa with with previous Vitoria managers over the past few years? How how would you compare his style? How what 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 do you, where would you place him amongst those other managers? Well, we have like Luis Castro. I think uh, the last ten managers that we had, he was the best manager that uh, that we had. The last time that we finished. Uh, uh, fourth place we, uh, was with Pedro Martins, that now is managing Olympiacos. I still think he's managing Olympiacos, I don't know, but he was managing. Um, Luis Castro, I think he was the best manager that we had in the past like five or six years. Uh, we had Yves Vieira. Yves Vieira, I didn't like him too much because um, uh, in the first three or four months, we played a really attractive football, but then I think in terms of substitution, starting lineups, he started losing confidence on, on, on his players there. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think Piapa is a, is a top manager, is a really good manager, uh, but uh, if you compare them to, to Luis Castro, I can't compare him. I, I think Luis Castro is a brilliant manager. He managed uh, Shakhtar Donetsk and he made a brilliant job with them in Ukraine. And I think uh, Piapa is a, uh, is a good manager. I think he has the capacity to, to bring Vitoria into the fifth place. And if he has a good team, I think he can make a really top place in the Portuguese league. But I think the best manager that we have we had was Luis Castro, but Pepa, comparing to like uh, João Henrique, uh, Vino that we had, that we had, and if Vieira, I think Pepa is the best one out of out of them. Absolutely. Uh, moving outside of Guimarães, this was a really interesting week for Portuguese football. We saw the Taça de Portugal semi-finals, uh, Porto coming from behind and defeating Sporting two to one. Um, in the first leg of the Taça de Portugal semifinals, uh, and uh, th they will play the, both of the second legs for the Taça de Portugal uh, semifinals will be played um, on April twentieth. So we're going to have to wait quite a few weeks to see what happens with that. But uh, the other match, the the following match, saw Tondela taking on second division side Mafra and winning three nothing from goals from. Tiago Dantas, Manu, and Neto Borges. Uh, obviously, Mafra are a second vision side, but I definitely think this was Tondela's best performance since, you know, probably since 2021. Honestly, I, I think they were they were very good um, in in defense as well as going forward, and you know, snapping a four game losing streak under Paco Ayestarán. 
uh, and now 90 minutes away from the first ever final uh, in their club's uh, history. So, you know, Tondela will be taking on Belenenge's side today in a match that will pin the two bottom sides in Portugal against each other. Um, what have you made of this Tondela side, and what do you think have been the biggest reasons for their decline in form this season? Well, uh, I, uh, I I don't follow that too much Tondela, but from what I've seen um, in the first few months, I've seen that Tondela uh, were consistent. I think they they started really well the season. I I I think they got many points, but uh, when they played here in Guimarães, they actually started to win two 0 um, in the first 20 minutes, but we won the game like 5-2. Uh, it was another comeback. I think Vittorio won like six or seven games when we started losing and we came back on the game. But I think Tondela, they have a good, they have a good team. I think they, they, they have a team to finish higher on the table. I don't think, I think they are 16th, I, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I think they have a team to, to finish higher, like 11th place or even 10th place, because the signings that they made in the beginning of the season, like Thiago Dantas, and um, they have a player that played for Vitória, João Pedro, the midfielder, I think he's the captain, he is a brilliant player. Here at Vitória, he played in the 16 and the 2016 and 2017, the last the last season that we finished, uh, we finished fourth and we went to the to the Tassel Portugal final. I think he's a brilliant player. I think Tondela has good players, but in terms of collective, I think they have a lot of collective problems. Um, we've, saw, we've saw it here in Guimarães. They started re really well the game, the first 20 minutes, but they, I don't know what happened. Vitória just uh, started to, to, to play well, started to focus, and Tondela just lost his confidence and they just considered five goals. Um, yeah, I, I, I've seen the game. Uh, I didn't see the game uh, against Mafra, but if they won 3 0, uh, of course, Mafra is a second division team, but I don't think Mafra is doing that well in the second division. But um, but I think Tondela has, has good players. I, I think they have players uh, to finish higher on the table. I don't think this 16th position is good for the team that they have. But if they start winning games, if they win today, I think it's the best way. This Bluenes shot, I think it's the best opponent that they can have today. Uh, I think they can back, they can get back on track um, if they gain the confidence and if they start to focus. I think Tondela can finish like 12th or 11th. I think they have a good team, and this 16th place I don't think is really good for the team that. that they have, but the the um, the semi final that they got uh, this year, I think, is a really big achievement, and probably the final that they are going to Jamor. Probably, I think that uh, it's a really a really big achievement, and let's see in the final, it's uh, everything is possible. Uh, Porto won against Sporting with a uh, Porto just outplayed Sporting. Sergio Conceição, it was a Sergio Conceição masterclass. I have to say, I don't like him too much, but. Um, most likely, we are going to see a Porto Tondela on a final. Uh, but yeah, I think this Tondela team um, is a good is a good team. But I think they they need to finish higher because the players that they have, I think they this 16 place. I don't think uh, it's good. I don't think. Absolutely, Tondela, you know, have been a very big disappointment. 
Uh, it looks, I would say it's about 99% certain that Belenenstad will be playing in the same division as Mafra next season in the second division. You know, will will Tondela be sharing the same fate? We'll see what happens. If if they are to stay up, they they need to uh, they need to win this type of game. Yeah, Vitória lost. I don't know if you know it. Vitória lost, and Vitória lost five points against Lunenshad. Vitória against these small teams lost like fifteen points against Taroka. We drew and lost against Portimonians. Of course, Portimonians. Um, it's like one of the biggest surprises in this season, but they just went out of form. Um, even Vizela, we lost, a, we lost away and we drew... No, we won at home, I'm sorry. But uh, we, we lost against Santa Clara. But against these small teams, Vitória loses, uh, loses some points. Many, many points. I think we would be like fifth place if... Uh, if we played well, if we played um, if we played decent against these small teams, Vitória lost like five points against the last uh, the last place uh, the last place club in the league, and I think uh, this is outrageous. This is uh, absolutely terrible for a team that wants to fight for the fifth place. And uh, I hope Bolonians uh, will be relegated because they are not a good team, and I absolutely hate them, but. Let's see that. I, I I think they have like 15 points, so it's going to be really hard for them to to skip this um, this relegation spot. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's see. But I think Tondela has everything to to win the, to win the, uh, to win today. Yeah, Belenenstad rooted to the bottom uh, of the league table with 15 points. Uh, interestingly, the only club in the Primera that has more points than fans. Uh, little fun fact. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. It's absolutely true. That's why I don't like them. That's why I don't like them because, uh, as a Vitoria fan, um, you notice that the fans are the most important thing uh, in football, and the the but you you have like two Bolognese, you have Bolognese Shad. And Vulnils that is playing on uh, Campeonato de Portugal. I think it's the fourth division. So this is not the, the true Vulnils that is playing on the um, uh, on the on the Primeira Liga. So I hope they get relegated. And the the true Vulnils, the real Us Vulnils, I think I I really hope they get back on track and try to to win some divisions to get back on the Primeira Liga because Vulnils is. Is as in a historical club, so as Vitoria Vitoria Football Club, Vitoria Stoval. So I hope they uh, Vilnius, uh, the true Vilnius, they they get back on track and win some divisions because it, it they are an historical club, and I hope them I hope to to see them uh, soon on the Primera League. If you haven't yet, definitely check out our podcast a few weeks back with Opastel, a Belenenge fan, a supporter of Os Belenenge. Um, looking at the action from match day 25 in the Primera, Gil Vicente being held to a 0-0 draw against Estoril, uh, Braga and Boavista as well, sharing the spoils in a 1-1 draw. Um, Portimonech uh, going up early from um, via a goal from Wellington Jr., but Benfica... Uh, coming back and securing a 2-1 victory in the Algarve. Sporting getting a 2-0 victory against Aruca despite playing a heavily rotated side. 
Marichimo as well, another big victory for Vasco Siabra's side, defeating Morrens. Uh, and it definitely seems like we, we're going to be seeing four teams vying to, to, to stay up. I think that we can all but say that Belenenstad are all but uh, relegated and Vizela, Ruka, Tondela, Morrens, you know, one of those teams are going to be relegated. One of those teams are going to be uh, playing in the relegation playoff. And two of those teams are going to stay up. I think that we consider, I think that we can consider that like Zvobich, the Famalicao and Passos, they are safe. Uh, but obviously you can never say never in Portuguese football. Um, you know, the, the other matches we saw, Porto defeating Passos de Feira 4-2. to two. Um, and Santa Clara getting a big win, 3-1, against Vizela. Um, I want to talk a little bit about this Porto game because uh, Porto playing Passos in, 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 the, in the stadium of Passos, the Estadio Capital de Mobile, which is the last time that Porto lost in the league since October 2020. Absolutely insane. Uh, you know, one of the most underrated achievements of any team right now. Um, but yeah, Passos taking the lead, uh, Porto taking the lead early on from a goal from Pepe, Passos equalizing from Juan Delgado, uh, Evan Nielsen, though, giving them a 2-1 lead and then a 3-1 lead, as well as providing the assist uh, for Meritaremi's goal. Nicolas Gaetan would make it 2-4 um, at, right after coming on, um, but it wasn't enough, and, and Porto are still six points clear of Sporting at the top of the league with nine matches remaining. I think that a lot of people were at, were wondering, you know, how how were Porto going to replace Luis Diaz when they when they sold him in January? Uh, he ended up going with Wanderson Galeno, and I think that there's there's that spot open between Galeno, between the Pepe who started uh, yesterday, and uh, Francisco Conceição, of course as well as Fabio Vieira, even though he's more of an attacking midfielder. Uh, I think that they, they are doing just fine. But for me, one of the biggest reasons why they've been able to, to compensate for Diaz's departure is the continued improvement and chemistry of Evan Nielsen and Mediterranean. They are such a good duo. They are really becoming just one of the best, one of the best one-two punches in Europe right now. Um, and it's just insane to me because Evan Nielsen uh, arrived from Fluminense in the, the summer of 2020 and found himself as the fourth-choice striker in his first season behind Musa Marega, another ex-Vitoria man, Meritaremi, and Tony Martinez. Now it really does seem like he is becoming a, one of the leaders of this Porto attack. Um, that's two goals and an assist for him yesterday. And 22 years of age, uh, could we be seeing the next Brazilian wonder kid to to uh, explode onto the scene in Portugal? Evan Nilsson? Evan Nilsson? Absolutely. I think he's a brilliant striker, one of the best in the league. Um, but Porto, in, the, in general, I think this is the best Porto that we've seen from Sergio Conceição. They were unlucky to to get that Champions League group because they had like difficult teams. They had Milan, they had Liverpool and uh, what was the last team? I don't know, but it was a, a really tough opener. Porto either, uh, it was Atletico de Madrid. Um, it was 
a, a really tough group. I think if they had a group that like last year or uh, when they got like Man Manchester City, I don't remember the group uh, that Portugal got, but last year, but this Porto, this Porto team that we are seeing today, I think it's the best Porto that we've seen from Sergio Conceição. They, they have the best midfield, I think, in the league. Uh, with Vitinha, uh, with Vitinha, Sporting has a brilliant midfield too, like Matos Nunes, Palhinha, and and so on. But I think the best midfielder in the league, uh, with Matos Nunes, is Vitinha. He showed yesterday that he is absolutely wonderful playing. Um, the strikers that they have, uh, for me, they are the two best. I don't think Darwin Nunes is a good striker, but he misses a lot of chances, uh, chances as well. Um, I think Taremi and Evan Nilsson are the best strikers in the league. One of the uh, one of the best duos, if not the best duo right now in the Portuguese league. And I think Evan Nilsson has everything to become um, one of the best one of the best players. He is one of the best players in the Portuguese league. But he, if he makes a top move, if he develops, if he continues to score goals to develop to develop his game, he can make a top move to a brilliant team and become uh, a really, a really top striker. And uh, Porto yesterday played an outrageous football. Of course, there, there we, we've saw uh, some defensive problems, but all season Porto have been absolutely amazing. That game against Sporting in the Taça de Portugal, Sergio Conceição absolutely outplayed Ruben Amorim Sporting. So, yeah, I think this Porto team is absolutely outrageous. This is the best team that I've seen from Porto in the last, like, three or four years. So, for me, they are going to be the champions. And let's see, let's see if they, if they can't get, if they can get um, a Europa League semi-final or even a final, because, of course, there are top teams in the Europa League. But I think Porto, playing this way, uh, I think Porto can make a really nice campaign in the Europa League. There are brilliant teams, but I think Porto playing like they played yesterday and then playing like they played against Sporting, I think they can re do really well on the Europa League. I think they will be the champions because I think it's the best football playing team in Portugal and they can make uh, a really good campaign in every competition that they are in. I think they will win the, they will, will win the league. Let's see if they don't win the Taça de Portugal. And let's see if they cannot make um, a good campaign in the Europa League. Because I can, I can see Porto going to the quarter or even the semi-finals of the Europa League. Let's see. Uh, of course, it depends on the draw in the Europa League. But I think uh, Porto can win against uh, almost against every single team that is in the Europa League right now. Um, so I can't deny that Porto. I, I I don't really like Sergio Conceição because of the things that he says on the press and something. But I can't say that Sergio Conceição is not a good manager because the work that he's doing on Porto, he hasn't lost a game for like fifty-five games or fifty-six games. Uh, so it's absolutely ridiculous. How can you do that? But uh, this Porto team is absolutely amazing, and I think they. They not only just Evan Nielsen that you talked about, they have brilliant, brilliant uh, players at every single position. Evan Nielsen is one of them, Taremi is one of them, and um, Porto are in a really good position to become champions. Really interesting uh, week coming up for Portuguese clubs. Uh, Benfica, Braga, 
excuse me, taking on Monaco in the Europa League. Porto taking on another league on side in Lyon. Um, I think we can basically consider the Manchester City sporting tie uh, done and dusted, but, you know, never say never. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about those games on next week's Cortellinias. Without any further ado, though, thank you so much, Vasco, for coming on. It was a real pleasure to have your insight and be able to speak about such a big club. Anything else you want to say? Uh, well, I just want to thank you uh, for this invitation to be here to talk about my football club. Let's see if we can get, I hope we get the European position. And uh, thank you for the invitation. That's all I want to say. Thank you so much once again, Vasco.